Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's Fibber McGee and Molly. Carter's Little Liver Pills and Plymouth Cars present Fibber McGee and Molly Transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. Part by part, only Plymouth dares to compare. Plymouth engineers have taken apart the 1954 Plymouth and current models of the other two best-known cars in the lowest price field. They've compared the three part by part. Bodies, interiors, the chassis, the whole car. Get the full story in the big eight-page picture booklet. Yours free at your Plymouth dealer. You'll find the features only Plymouth offers. Take the chassis as just one example. Plymouth tops the other two in frame construction, body mountings, shock absorbers. Get this comparison booklet free at your Plymouth dealer. Learn why Plymouth is America's best buy low-price car. And remember this figure, $1,582. That's the factory retail price of the Plymouth six-passenger plaza club sedan. That's at factory Detroit, Michigan. All taxes, transportation, and delivery charges, license, and optional equipment are extra. Part by part, only Plymouth dares to compare. I still think you're making a big mistake, Molly, making me throw out all this science stuff. Dearie, I have here a document which was signed in my presence last night and states as follows. Mm. I, Fibber McGee, do solemnly promise to throw out all them chemicals and junk and clean up the garage. Okay, okay, okay. I'll stack everything here together on the workbench first. Good. And then dump them. Just because I had the Bunsen burner turned a little too high under one of my experiments and started a little fire in there, gee whiz, every scientist is entitled to one mistake. And so is every trusting wife, and we both made our last one. Throw that stuff out. Okay. Boy, this is the way all housewives are. I don't know how Eli Whitney ever got the telephone invented. He didn't. I'm not a bit surprised. His wife made him throw everything away and clean up the garage every time he tried to hook a wire onto something and spit the stuff all Charger over the place. boy! It's the old-timer. Hello there, kids. Hi, daughter. Hi, Johnny. Hello. Hi, old-timer. I put your groceries in the kitchen, daughter, and... Say, this is quite a mess you got here, ain't it, Johnny? Oh, it's not so bad. It's just a few... Hey, months. Bessie's seen the fire yesterday. She was telling me about it. Awful sorry I missed it. Yeah, so am I. Bessie said it was a very disappointing fire, though. Oh? Just a lot of smoke and people standing around the flower beds, Bessie said. Well, I hope she wasn't too disappointed. Maybe we ought to do it over for Bessie and try to build it up a little. Well, now that's real neighborly of you, son. She'll appreciate that, Bessie. Well, I'm glad. And so will I, kids. I always been a great one for chasing the fire engines myself. I mind one time when I was just a kid, kids. We had a big fire at the stockyard. Yeah, well, I... Papa woke me up in the middle of the night hollering, and I could see the blaze from my bedroom window. Yeah? I leapt out of bed, yanked on a pair of pants, and run clean across town, bow-legged. Bow-legged? Why'd you run bow-legged? Turned out the pants I'd put on was Papa's coat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, leave me know next time you burn down the garage. Me and Bessie will bring our lunch. So long, kid. Mm. Come on, dearie. Now, this old bucket will hold everything. 
Just take all this stuff off of the ashcan. Okay, but just one thing. Can I at least save the bottles, Molly? There's no sense throwing out perfectly good bottles. Well, I guess... These chemical bottles are all size bottles, and you never know when you'll need a bottle to bottle something, and if I keep these bottles, I'll have the right size bottle to bottle any bottling I want to bottle. Keep the bottles. <laughs> okay. Save the bottles, but the chemicals have got to go. I'll get rid of these empty cans and things, and you can dump all the rest of the stuff in this bucket. Okay. And I mean every last bit of powder now. Liquid, crystals, anything else you've got here. My gosh, this, this don't seem possible. This is amazing. Hey, Molly! Molly, hey, come here, quick. What is it? What's the matter, McGee? What did you do? Look, I, I, I was pouring all these chemicals into this bucket like you told me to, see? And look what happened. What? Well, it's just a gooey-looking thick mess. Look, this old license plate. When I got through pouring every one of them chemicals into this bucket, every bottle and everything, I set it down on the bench here, and this license plate stuck to the bottom. Well, don't get so excited. Just pull the plate loose. Uh, I can't. That thing is stuck on that bucket like it was welded on there. Hmm. I tried everything, but it won't budge. I even took this tire iron and tried to pry it loose. Couldn't move it. Hmm. That's a strange thing. Hey, you don't think I could have accidentally invented some kind of instant drying metal cement, do you? Oh, no, that couldn't be. I don't think so. No, there's no such thing as that. Imagine having a mixer that all I had to do is dip the end of a tire iron into it, like this, and then press it again. Oh, against a metal pipe like this one here, and let go of it, and it'll just stick right out from the pipe like that tire iron is doing right now. Hey, it is. I mean, it is. Look, look, Molly, look. It, Molly, look at that. Heavenly days, that heavy tire iron. Yeah. Standing straight out like it was welded to that pipe. And nothing holding it but a little blob of that stuff. Oh, Molly, I told you I'd discover something great. Kiddo, this time I got it. <laughs> Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. Here is a dramatized scene in your doctor's office. You're in excellent health, but a word of caution. There's no need for you to take laxatives regularly. Is that really true, doctor? Yes. Five New York doctors now have proved you can break the laxative habit and regain that wonderful feeling that goes with natural regularity. Eighty-three percent of the cases tested did it. So can you. That's great, doctor, but how do I do it? Stop taking whatever you now take. Instead, every night for one week, take two Carter's Little Liver Pills. Second week, one each night. Third week, one every other night. Then, nothing. Every day, drink plenty of liquids. Put yourself on schedule. But how can Carter's help break the laxative habit, doctor? Because Carter's not only relieve irregularity, they also improve the flow of liver bile that's needed for natural regularity. When worry, overeating, overwork make you irregular temporarily, take Carter's temporarily and don't get the laxative habit. Get Carter's Little Liver Pills, only 43 cents. Break your laxative habit. Restore your natural powers of regularity. Is the tire iron still up there? Still up there. Stuck to that pipe like it grew there. I tell you, Molly, the possibilities with this stuff is unlimitable. I better get in the house and make some phone calls. Oh, now let's not move too fast, dearie. That tire iron's been stuck to that pipe only about ten minutes. 
It'll be pretty embarrassing if you were striking a pose here and that thing fell off and struck the photographer. Fell off? You couldn't pull that thing off of there with a ten-ton truck. I'm telling you, Molly... Hey, Molly, where are you? Speak of a ten-ton truck and in comes old Fatso. <laughs> Out here, Doc, in the garage. I'll show you whether that gunk of mine will hold or not. You wait. Oh, there you are. Hiya, Molly. I was just... Watch it, Doctor. Huh? Oh! My head. What the devil is that? A tarn. Well, what's this stupid idea of welding it on the stupid pipe right in the stupid doorway, stupid? <laughs> it isn't welded on, Doctor. McGee just stuck it up there a while ago with a gob of this gunk in this bucket here. That's right. My new scientific discovery, Fatso. Oh. McGee's steel stick em. You haven't seen anything get stuck on anything like that since the time you fell for that red-headed nurse. <laughs> Look, I don't know what the gag is here, but that knock on the noggin keeps it from being very funny. Oh, we're not joking, Doctor. I saw McGee stick that iron up there just a few minutes ago with my own eyes. Yeah. I mean, I saw it with my own eyes. Doctor, since you're a man of science like I am myself, I'm going to let you partake in a little experiment that will put your name right down next to mine down in the animals of history. Underneath and in smaller print, of course, but there... Is he on the level, Molly? Well, I'm just as amazed as you are, Doctor, but I saw it happen. And with your big fat help, we'll make a scientific test, Doctor. We'll test the strength of that tire iron. With what? With your flab, flab. Huh? If you'll just chin yourself on that tire iron for ten seconds, we'll have proof. That'll I... <laughs> be the trick of the week, my boy. <laughs> I haven't chinned myself since... Uh... Well, come to think of it, I never could chin myself. <laughs> yeah, probably couldn't find the right chin for it. Yeah. <laughs> this is the craziest thing I ever heard of. Hold my satchel. Okay. You just stuck this thing to the pipe with... Hmm. Stand aside. I'll try it. Get a good grip now. boy. It's hard on the hands. I can hold on. That's it, Doctor. That's it. Lift your feet, Doc. Yeah, yeah. Both feet off the ground. I haven't held up this much weight since I... Hold your feet up. Attaboy. Hang on now. I'll count ten seconds. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, oh, my knees. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry, Doctor. Help him up, McGee. Help him up, and then you take that bucket of gunk down to the corner and pour it down the sewer. Looks like McGee Steele stick him as a flop. You can say that again. Oh, my dear. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This stuff ain't a flop at all. Oh, boy. What? The tire iron pulled loose, didn't it? Oh, give up, Lemonhead. It did not pull loose. Look, you broke that tire iron square in two, lead bucket. Great Scott. He's right. That's right. The broken end is still glued to the pipe. Oh, this is amazing, McGee. Do you realize what this means? I bet you. It means you ought to go on a diet. Molly, do you realize that little blunderhead here has blundered into something and might just be the biggest thing since jet propulsion? And as windy as he is, it's a wonder he didn't come up with that one first. My goodness, this is exciting. Yeah, just think of it, Molly. With a fabulous metal cement like this, if you happen to break a paper clip, you could just stick it back together. Paper clip? Look, you rum-dum, if this stuff can do what I've just seen it do, you could revolutionize the shipbuilding industry. That's what I say, Doc. How? How? How is a battleship built, anyhow? It's built out of thousands of steel plates. Of course. They rivet them together, don't they? You mean... Oh, my gosh. Glue them together with this stuff of mine. Of course. No rivets, no bolts. Yeah. With this liquid welding cement of mine, the government could build battleships, submarines, and take half the time to do it. Oh, brother. Oh, this could be worth millions to Uncle Sam McGee. Oh, this thing is so big, it scares me, Doc. It scares me, too. And you know what scares me most? What? The formula. You don't know how you made this stuff. All you did was pour out all your chemicals into that bucket. Oh, fine. <laughs> uh -huh. But I saved all the bottles, didn't I? 
Every bottle is sitting right there on the bench with a label that says what was in it and how much of it. Wonderful. Well, boy, nothing's going to stop us this time. Come on, get on the phone. Get me Washington. Get me Eisenhower. Get me a bottle of root beer. I'm thirsty. <laughs> Fibber and Molly will be right back. Well, this is Roy Rogers. And this is Dale Evans. We'd like to take a minute here to remind you about our weekly radio program on NBC. Roy and I really enjoy bringing you these adventure stories every week, and we're real happy to have the Mellow Men as our singing partners on the Roy Rogers Show. Roy, tell the folks listening about this week's story. It's real exciting. Well, now, Dale, I, I don't think that we'd better give away the story we're going to be telling. I'd just like the folks to find out all about it as we go along. Well, maybe you're right. But we can tell them that along with you and me and the Mellow Men will be Pat Brady, as well as Bullet, the Wonder Dog, and Roy's horse, Trigger. Together we bring you stories and songs of the West, stories that'll keep you on the edge of your chair with excitement and songs to set your feet a-tapping. We sure hope you'll be right there beside your radio every week. Remember, it's the Roy Rogers Show every Thursday evening on the NBC Radio Network. Goodbye, good luck, and may the good Lord take a liking to you. The operator says the White House don't answer. They're all in bed. So I told her to try them in the morning. Good. Well, we better get some sleep, too. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited about this steel cement, McGee. See, where is it, by the way? You didn't leave it out in the no, garage. No, it's safe and sound in the kitchen. I'd hate for anybody to steal it from us. No worry. Nobody's going to steal that bucket of stuff tonight, kiddo. I spilt some when I set it down. What? You mean... Yeah, it's welded right onto the kitchen sink. Oh, I might have known. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Carter's Little Liver Pills and Plymouth Cars have brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Polly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. This is John Wald reminding you to be sure to listen tomorrow night when Mr. McGee offers to show the high brass how to glue battleships together on Fibber, McGee, and Polly. Hearing Time brings you the Senate Committee hearing tonight on the NBC Radio Network.